get a credit card that gives you what you need now, a low interest rate on everyday purchases, and a place to transfer high interest rate balances. The PenFed Gold Contactless Card is our lowest rate credit card. You can even earn a $100 statement credit when you spend $1,500 in the first 90 days. Join PenFed, and together we can help you keep more of what's yours. Visit penfed.org slash goldcard. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. We're rolling. Hey, hey I can see a little wavelength. <laughs> we, in this, we in this bitch. So today, this is episode three with Callion Fox. And Yo. we are pretty new to each other's lives, I'd say. Yes. Still getting to know um, each other, you know. Yeah. Yeah, this is so this is gonna be a little little bonding experience here. Kind of yes, as we bond. This is legendary, y'all. <laughs> yeah. Just dropped a bot, man. Now we bonding. Yo a out now. Um yeah. <laughs> I was gonna ask you because like one thing I've been noticing with you, like on Instagram, is you're pretty into R and B, right? Yeah, I love me some good R and B. <laughs> so, on yeah, a there's a really interesting mix of like there's hip hop influence in the instrumental, but mostly I would say it's more leaning towards an R and B song. The more I listen mm-hmm. to it, mm-hmm. and um, I was just wondering, growing up, if R and B was like the main genre you found yourself leaning towards or was it kind of just whatever came on? Yeah. Uh, it just kind of, I mean, I had my fair share of, um, you know, a bunch of different genres. Like for example, like my father, he's full Jamaican. And so like he was always playing a lot of like the dance hall and reggae joints, but also, but he was raised in New York also. So he also, you know, introduced me to a lot of like hip hop and my mother, um, she, you know, she, she had her fair share of hip hop as well, but she's definitely like the, the one that, uh, you know, put me on to a lot of the R and B joints. Like, um, cause I growing up, like I was mainly with my mom, most of the, my life, you know, especially like when they, when they, when they split up. And so Mm -hmm. she was playing like a lot of joints, like, you know, Keisha Cole, Alicia Keys, Usher, um, Kim. Like these are all like artists that she was just like playing all of the time. And so I think that is what kind of introduced me to not just introduced me to the R&B genre, but I just liked it a lot. I loved the melodies. I loved the production behind it. And it's actually funny because when I was younger and especially even now, like to this day, I've been getting better at it, but I don't, I listen to melodies and production before I listen to lyrics. And so mm-hmm. when I was a kid, it's, I didn't realize it, but a lot of the music that my mom was listening to was like sad ass music <laughs> because like, you know, she was, she was going through a divorce and it's like, it's not funny, but it's like funny to me because I'm like, 
the, the songs I was like like listening to and singing, I'm like, oh, I didn't even realize that that's what they were talking about, you know? Yep. But the melodies were just so fucking dope. And I love the music arrangement. And I don't know. I just, I just, I love like how people ride the beat. And so um, I know that is where that comes from in Ya A. Like I just, I've always wanted to be sometimes, not like exactly an R&B singer because I'm not like, a singer per se i think i would say i have a nice voice but i like to have like a nice balance between r&b and hip-hop but mainly r&b just because i don't know i feel like you could just do more with it and yeah. like with your voice etc etc that's exactly how i feel about r&b too. hold on do you hear that lawnmower is that lawnmower coming through on the mic nah or we you're good okay. Because yeah, someone's a, someone is slowly approaching us on a lawnmower, but um, <laughs> um, yeah, back, no, you're good. I can hear you loud and clear. Okay, the lawnmower. Oh my gosh, she's just getting closer and closer. It's There's actually no funny. Way. I can't even. I can't even hear him at all. I think so you're, you're good. Too. Okay, at least but at least audio wise. All right. Thank you for reassuring me because I was like, man, this dude, yeehaw. But um. Yeah, man. I bring the back, I got you. <laughs> back to the R&B point. Um, it, when you brought up Keisha Cole, um, that's personally one of my favorite R&B artists right now mm-hmm. to listen back sure. to, like the early 2000s stuff. And you're also, you grew up in Oakland, right? Yes. And that, that's also where, like, I think, Keisha Cole comes from Oakland. Yes. And so, mm-hmm. so does Kehlani. So mm-hmm. um, Oakland birthed a lot of soul in R&B. So I, I was wondering, oh, my gosh, man. Lawnmower is. Uh, ah, there he goes. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking lawnmower. Man. Man decided. Man decided to mow the lawn right next to my window where there's no grass. He wants to show off the lawnmower, man. He just wants to show off his lawnmower, lawn mowing skills, man. Maybe he's looking for work. (laughs) There's an ongoing thing on this, like each episode so far. The first one, it was my dog. The second one, the second one, my mom kept coming in and out, and now this one, we got the lawnmower. But, um, you gotta have you gotta have the random interruption, and now yeah, from, it, from moving forward every every single time. It adds character. It, it adds exactly. character. But um, you also said when you're listening to a song, especially when you're younger, it was mainly melodies and the instrumental. You were so um, leaning towards as a listener, and that's exactly how I am too. I don't even realize what the song is saying until probably my third listen now right. that I'm older. Right. But when I was younger, I I had no idea what I was singing. Yeah, definitely. And it's like, I mean, for example, there Keisha Cole has a song called I Should Have Cheated. And I remember like listening. I mean, the song is called I Should Have Cheated. It's so funny. And I know like that's not 
like uh not saying that's what my mom was intending to do but it's just like you know it would just play in the album but i remember like singing i should have cheated and I'm, just, <laughs> and I'm just like oh like i look back at it i look back from now and it's just so funny but yeah dude like man like for another thing too like growing up um i used to love did you listen to like the dream or t-pain dude i the dream and t-pain influenced my music a ton like they have some of the best vocal tones ever bro top of the line like they they i remember when they started dropping music like i remember when t-pain first dropped i'm sprung mm-hmm. and then the dream dropped i love your girl I love your girl is a perfect example. Like he's literally talking about how he's in love with another dude's girl in the club. And um, I knew that song word for word. Like I remember <laughs> singing it and just being like, like I just remember singing it word for word and still not fully understanding like, oh, he's talking about stealing a whole other guy's girl from them and saying like, sorry, but I love your girl. And it's that kind of stuff that's just like so funny to me to think like, damn, like this shit is such like, I mean, if the fact that that was even on the radio and like, it's just like, it's music like that, that like just does so well, like how a melody and production and like how they created like a whole new lane for, I mean, artists like you and I and other artists, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's pretty dope to think because like, again, like I liked hip, like I'm, was totally into hip hop, loved hip hop. Like I knew all the shit. I was listening to everything, but I don't know. It's just like the way that people would sing on um, them R and B tracks, dude. It just hit me different. It was special. I think it's crazy how no one gives the dream his flowers yet. Like the only like when he appears on a Kanye song now, it's to me that's like the best thing in the world. And no yeah. one ever talks about it. I like whenever I hear him come on, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is already going to be a hit because his yeah. voice is just so good. It's different. It just hits different. And I mean, oh wait, you good? Yeah. Okay. But yeah, no, nah, like I just think that, um, again, like the, I feel like people, there's just so many artists now that are doing that. It's very easy to overlook the people that started it. You know what I mean? Especially for those that don't even want to bother to look back at, um, you know, like what, where it all came from. Because, I mean, even before The Dream, you know, there is Computer Love by Zap and Roger. You know, they're the originators of like where autotune and shit even came from. And um, I don't know that much about them, you know, like. I should actually do more research now that I'm even talking about it all loud, but it's just how it is. You know, I just heard the dream in T-Pain and just thought, oh, these guys right here. And like, even though it's just, it's cool that they made it their own thing, but it's like, you know, it didn't originate from that. It, it went further back from that. And I just feel like it's just the same thing with this day and age. It's like people hear like Travis Scott and, you know, I mean, there's Kanye, there's, I mean, even Drake, like uses auto-tune, you know, like, it's easy to just kind of focus on what's hot now and not even really give a fuck about like the history, but I don't give a fuck. I'm, I, I, I say it in every, every little interview, podcast, conversation, whatever. I'm like, <laughs> the dream, T-Pain, they started this shit, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And I'm not going to put it, not going to get it, put it past them. I think 
the evolution of auto-tune is super cool and it's kind of sad now because we've all gotten so used to auto-tune it's kind of just like a part of the music now like i'm yeah. I'm personally a huge auto-tune fan and um it's crazy thinking back to like as you were saying the first songs that really create like had auto-tune in it um mm-hmm. like i i remember when share first did it Excuse the lawnmower come by again. But, uh, yeah, it's good. Um, yeah, when Cher first did it, it just changed the game because everybody was... Could you imagine the first time you heard auto-tune? Like, without knowing what it is, you just hear that? I yeah. couldn't imagine that. Yeah. Yeah, nah. I mean, dude, I mean, again, like, when I first heard Computer Love and just, like, Daft Punk, like... When I heard that like Vocaloid auto-tune type of uh, audio, I remember even as a kid being blown away and just being like, what is this? It sounds so cool because I just love, I just love like a retro vintage feel. I mean, whether that's with visual or audio, you know? And so to be able to, I don't know, I love like even like when, you know, like sometimes when you're singing on auto-tune and like the vocal kind of riffs and you can kind of hear the, Oh, he he obviously has auto tune on because of like the little rift on the end of each word. Like I would even sing certain words or certain parts in a way so that I can get the rift. Like I remember, like I remember one time, like I was at the studio, like long, long, like a minute ago, when I um, like I remember we were trying to go, like I don't even remember what song we were recording. Like it, this I know for sure the song never came out, but because this is a minute ago, but I remember like. Uh, the engineer trying to like take that off and I and I know it's I know like if I was to listen to the song now it didn't sound good but I remember like being like no like I want the auto-tune all the way up I want to make sure I sound like a goddamn robot like I want all (laughs) that shit you know because it just creates a feel to it it's just different than you know what a normal vocal would look like and I mean obviously that that that's you you add that depending on like what the mood of the song is or how you want the song to be and yes i I don't think it's required every single time but it's just certain moments i'm just like nah like we need that in this song and um i don't know it's just really cool how something like that can just kind of add a feel to a vocal and make the song sound completely different you know and it it complements certain instrumentals too. Like say there's a bunch of synths and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you add that auto tune. It'll go from being like, it'll sound electronic in a way, but once you add that auto tune, it completely makes the world way more cohesive and sound like you just went into like a computer and just generated the whole song. And generated like you got pixelized in a way. That's why I think it's so cool. Mm-hmm. And there, of course, there is instances like you were saying where you don't need it. Like it just won't sound right. I've had that happen on some of my songs. Yeah. But um, I don't know. Yeah, it's you can just capture a ton of emotions with it. And I've never really understood why people hate on it. I think pe- there's a misconception of like. There's two different types of auto-tune. There's the uh, really hard auto-tune that we're talking about where you definitely sound like a rob, like a robot. 
but then there's the pitch correction where it's the unnoticeable kind. And I think that's the type that people really hate because they're like, Oh, you're a liar. If you're using that, which for me, I love that stuff because it helps me be able to convey what I'm trying to say. And it won't ruin the song. Cause like, I'm not a perfect singer at all. Like singing on pitch for me is a really hard task. Mm -hmm. So, um, I don't know. Shout out to whoever invented autotune because they, my music would not be anything without autotune. I feel that man, because you're also able to kind of like dive in deeper, like, and kind of bring out an authenticity because uh, another authentic part of you and become like more authentic and genuine through your music. Because, you know, when you're singing in autotune, you're able to kind of you 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 hear yourself sound good and so you're able to kind of bring out emotions and feelings that you may not have been able to bring out when it doesn't sound that well like even like for example when i uh originally recorded ya a in that song solo mission or rest in peace to that song i gotta rest get in that peace shit. man i gotta i gotta get that that oh, i gotta get that back in order it's funny it's actually remember how earlier I was telling you about how um I was feeling low like yesterday and shit. Part of the reason was because um this is the perfect example. So when I first sang it, I had like my autotune and like I had all my shit set up. Like I had like the perfect like setup for how I wanted to sound. Like it like when I heard the beat, I was like, dude, I want it to sound like this and I was able to get it to that, you know? because I had like all my plugins and everything. And I just like, I love the distortion of like where, like of how it was, et cetera, et cetera. And so when I was able to sing it, um, I was able to kind of tap in to some real feelings and shit that I had, um, you know, that I wanted to portray onto this song. And it came out right because it sounded exactly how I wanted it to sound. Mm-hmm. Where in comparison to yesterday, um, part of the reason why I was feeling so low was because I was trying to, I was actually trying to re-record that song yesterday, but um, I had it like I think I told you before, like the plugins that I had, um, I don't have anymore, and I'm still learning how to mix and master, mm-hmm. and so um, it's just a little trickier to get the sound to where I want it to be. You know, like how I had it before because like, you know, I had certain plugins and I'm, you know, logic plugins are just completely different than what I had. And so, and I know they're capable. I know if I keep fucking with it, like I could get to it, but you know, you get the gist. I'm still learning. And so like, I was trying to sing it yesterday and I was getting really aggravated with myself because it just did not sound the way that I wanted it to. And then I started getting real self-conscious and I started getting insecure. And the next thing you know, I was just like fuck this shit. I don't even want to do this shit anymore. And it like really, really like hit me, like hit my ego because I was just like, I don't know. I just know how well, how good the song is. And I'm just like, dude, I just have to record it. But I just couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't even execute it the way I wanted it to because I wasn't unable to get the sound where I wanted it to be. And I'm like, and I'm the same as you, you know, like I, I'm not like a pitch perfect singer. Like I'm still practicing and I'm still learning and whatnot but I just know like that sound that I had on the demo was where I wanted it to be and it it's just frustrating 
knowing that like it's not there anymore and I got to figure out how to get it back to that, you know, so that I can execute it in the way that I would like to execute it. Does that make sense? No, I, I've been in that position many times. Every time I'm about yeah. to talk, man, the lawnmower is, uh, he's like, yeah. <laughs> he's like, you're talking, <laughs> but no, dude, I, I always tell my friends, like when they're having troubles with demo, I call it demoitis. Um, because you get this, you have the sound so specific of what you want from the demo and it came out so well. And then you're trying to re-record and it would drive you mad because something's off. But I was also going to ask you what, um, what pitch correction were you using like originally as the plugin? Because I may be able to hook you up with a better one than the logic one. Cause sometimes the logic stock one doesn't catch the notes, how the other ones do. And I peep that. I peep that. Um, well, so the setup that I, I did not just have just auto-tune. I also had, um, like, I had, like, a specific compressor. And then I also had. Oh, you had, like, called, a vocal chain. Yeah. Like, I had wave tunes, which was the auto-tune that I had. And then I had wave times, wave tunes real time. So that's what it was mm-hmm. called. And then I had Butch Vig, which is, like, do you, are, do you know Butch Vig? Uh, I've heard of it. I don't personally have it though. It's just it it, it it's like a plugin that um, it just why does my Siri keep coming on? What the fuck? Anyways, <laughs> it's a plugin that um, you can create like the distortion that you want. Like you're able to like fuck with the distortion on the the low end and the high end. You can add like it's like a compressor for the distortion, and it's just like a it just gives you a a lot of. Um, it just makes it just gives you a, a like a wider variety of options for like the, the type of distortion that you want to add onto your vocal, and that was one of my like I mean anytime I would start a new channel it was wave tunes and Butch Vig like, was like mm-hmm. two I would always use and Butch Vig though was the reason that is what made me um a, like get that sound like of the distortion that I wanted and then wave tunes being like a really dope auto tune um, plugin. It was just catching all the notes and it was just easy. Like, I mean, bro, that solo mission song, both that and yeah, a, like they were effortless. Like I just did it effortlessly. So it just flowed. It was easy. And um, it was just, it was just super cool. I just love the process of it because again, like, those two songs were like the most authentic that I've gotten on a track in like a really, really long time, you know, and, and making it match what I want Cali on Fox to be, you know, with having that like combination of hip hop, but also R and B and soul, you know? And so, um, I think that was also part of the reason why I was struggling so much yesterday was because, you know, I did, I do have like the demoitis and I listen to the demo and I'm just like, fuck, this shit is so good. (laughs) Why did I have to lose that? But I mean, thankfully, thankfully, you know, the spirit guides, universe, God, whatever you want to call it. They had, they they had that yeah, a for me. If I lost yeah, a, I would have cried. (laughs) I would have literally like, I would have, there would be no more. I'd be, man. So that was funny how Yut A was the only thing I was able to keep out of 
everything else out of 90% of the shit I lost. It's crazy. Um, I cannot tell you how grateful I am that song stayed. Like for everybody listening that doesn't know is Calio made these two demos. He made a demo for Ya A. And then as he was talking about, he made one for Solo Mission. And it was, a, it was in the same week. Um, I made both the week both the beats for him and I sent it to him. Then he sent me back his demos within the same week. And they were both so sonically good and they both had a similar world. And uh, I remember like a month later, we FaceTimed and Calion was like, "Um, dude, my hard drive crashed and I lost (laughs) solo mission, but we still got A and yeah, A is now like the your youngest child that you want to protect at all costs because you almost yes. lost them. <laughs> yes, and it's funny because I forgot. I almost I forgot that that happened. I'm like, dude, yeah, A was the only thing out of everything on that hard drive, bro. I had like a hundred demos, and like wow. there, it's like yeah, A was the only one. That survived and the craziest part about it is, is i made solo mission after ya a so it's like damn I picked everything before it and then like and there was solo mission and there was two other demos that i lost but ya a whole the whole project was still intact that's why i know bro i'll say it on this podcast ya a is gonna be like that's gonna be the song that like really does it for us mark this day what is it may 25th of 2020 within this quarantine pandemic bullshit like we went into this quarantine you know we were a little low hats had us in the first half i can't lie had had us in the first half but we coming back in overtime man (laughs) we're coming back strong too bro yeah i promise you connor yeah hey man that's gonna be the one I don't know how. I, I just it. feel I it. I think it will too. I yeah. I I had a dream again where um me and you. I've had I've had a dream before that me and Calion went to Genius for Yo A. But I had a dream <laughs> again that we went to Genius and did it for Yo A. So I am counting <laughs> on these dreams to tell me something because I can just picture it now like we're sitting there I'm the awkward dude in that uncomfortable looking wooden stool that they have oh, there. Calion, I know I'm gonna have back pain. Ca- yeah, Calion's up there going, yeah, hey, and I'm just like, yeah, man, this is mm, this is phenomenal. <laughs> but then they'll like, pan, they'll pan the camera to me, and I'll just get stiff as a brick, and I'll be like, yeah, I made this song. Uh, um, uh, yeah, my name's Connor, and then just completely give the show back to Calion because. Uh, I can't handle the pressure, but I can see it happening. And I, I think it, I just hope it happens or something happens. Bro, I have, sometimes I'll have like these moments where I just feel, feel very strong towards like a certain belief. Whether, I mean, for example, uh, I remember like jokingly being like, yeah, uh, I'm going to get working with Nike like nike is a perfect example i remember literally saying in like 2018 like yeah i'm gonna get working with nike somehow and then 2019 i ended up doing a campaign with them so i have that same feeling about i'm telling you bro and not on like some like 
oh, I hope. I'm like, no, it's going to happen. I truly believe it. I don't know how. I don't know when. But I'm going to definitely put all of my powerful manifestation energy into that belief and make sure that shit happens. Dude, what? so for Nike, did like for the campaign, was it for was it for a shoe was it for like just their brand in general what was the specific part of the campaign they had you covering so they had a shoe called joyride coming out and basically uh what it was um it was just like the what the campaign was was they got like a different influencers like including me like it was me and i think for other people, for I think four other people. And um, they had a video for each person. And like they took, they were just basically going off of the frequently asked questions that they get and using these videos to basically make running easier and more comfortable for people. So like for me, for example, um, it was me and this guy, he was a, oh, damn, what was his name? I feel bad for not knowing. He was a Nike coach, though. And, like, he had this really cool mustache. Just Coach Bennett. Coach Bennett. Yeah, Bennett. Shout out to Coach Bennett, man. Really cool guy. I had, yeah, I had fun shooting with him. He was a really cool guy. And, um, anyways, uh, throughout the video, we were um, just kind of running through this park. And I'm asking him questions like, you know, what do you, like, how do you get yourself to go for a run? Or how do you, like, how, how long do you have to run? How far do you have to run? And basically, like, the gist of the video is he's saying, like, you know, you just gotta, gotta, there is no, like, oh, I gotta run for this long, or I gotta, I gotta uh, run this hard, or I gotta run this way. He was just like, as long as you do it, you know, it's just all, he's like, even if you run up the hill and back, like, just, just do it, you know, you just have to, you just have to do the run as long as you're, he's like, it doesn't matter about how hard you run. It's about how consistent you run. And so it was like me. And then like, there was another person that had like, it was like, a per, like how to, how to run with your dog and how to run, um, et cetera, et cetera. You know, that, that's basically like what the campaign was. And it's just making, it's just introducing to people like, Hey, you know, running doesn't have to be a hard uncomfortable thing. It could be a fun thing. It's just, about just being consistent and honoring your body and just listening to your body. You run until you get tired. And if that means, you know, you run and then you walk back, like you run down the street and you walk back, then you do that. Because I know for me, I would run and think like, I have to run all the way there and I got to run all the way back <laughs> or else it doesn't count. But it's just like, yeah. no, it doesn't. That that me running running down the street and running back, it doesn't make the run that much better it's just only going to make me most likely not really enjoy it you know because it feels like a like a like it's work like it's hard when it again it's not supposed to be hard it's supposed to be something that's good for you and that's basically like what the gist of the uh campaign was and it was cool because the shoes like they like they had like these little balls on the inside Mm-hmm. And so, like, you know, like how a Tempur-Pedic mag- mattress is, like when you lay on it and you kind of like sink in kind of thing and it's like super comfy. 
uh, I'm too familiar working at a mattress store. Way too familiar. Exactly. That's <laughs> why I brought it up. <laughs> so that's basically how the inside of the shoe was. Like when you put your foot in, it was cool because of the shoe, the foot would kind of like sink in and it's just like way more comfortable to run in. And it was real fun. It was really, really fun. The whole, the whole, everything about that was like really fun and cool. And um, everyone I was working with was super nice and super chill. And they were even nice enough to even put two of my songs in the, the commercial video wow. thing. So yeah, it was really, really dope. Man, that I feel like if you were to tell yourself, like say you were nine or 10, you'd go back and tell yourself like, man, you're going to be part of a Nike campaign. That would be a big moment. Like I know, like at this age, I feel like at least you and I, I kind of get the vibe that we're both like something big happens. We, we enjoy the moment for quickly, but we're like, okay, we got to keep moving forward. So we don't, mess up these moments so we make sure they keep coming Mm -hmm. and i feel like if you have a nike campaign that's definitely deserved to really soak up that moment yeah man and that's something that i've also been trying to work on honestly like i have a tendency to i actually have a tendency to like even with the nike campaign i feel like i did this like i don't really like soak in and like um just kind of sit in those uh, those moments of gratitude. Like sometimes I feel like I need to keep moving, which can be a good and not so good thing, you know? So, because um, it's really easy to think like, well, I don't want to just, you know, just sit in this and just be like, think like, oh, okay, like this is all I'm known for, you know? It's like, it's good to want to be like, all right, like I do have the next project to work on, but um that's something I've definitely been working on is learning how to, and not just with Nike. I mean, like with, cause with Nike, yeah, I, I definitely soak the shit out of yeah. that. <laughs> definitely <laughs> soak the shit out of that. But you know, this with every, everything, like I, I've been working on just learning how to just be in the present for a lot of shit and just like soak in like all the gratitude for all the little things. I mean, even like waking up in the morning, just being like, man, you know, I am very thankful to be in LA and it's a beautiful day. And I'm thankful to be, um, you know, out on this walk in this beautiful neighborhood and et cetera, et cetera. Like just, I've definitely been learning to appreciate all the little stuff as well. And I feel like doing so will make it to where when I get another Nike thing, opportunity or whatever, when Ya A does really well, I'll even be able to enjoy it and soak it in even 10 times more, you know, mm-hmm. because now I'm at a the ultimate state of gratitude. And that just only brings forth more blessings and opportunities. I'm glad, man, because like with me being a smaller artist, like Ya A was a big moment for me as a producer. And when the song dropped, I was like, man, like, I was like, this is so exciting, but, like, I got to keep cranking out these tunes now. But then I, I had to, ta- like, take a step back and be like, Connor, like, maybe if other people don't see this as such a big thing, you got to reward yourself here and be, like, grateful for this opportunity. Because yeah. for me, Yell A was such a big moment, not only because you're a larger artist that I've worked with, but 
you were someone that reached out to me and said, Hey man, like you reached out to me cause, um, Calion's girlfriend showed him airbags luckily. And she like saved the day there. And he reached out to me on Instagram and said, Hey man, I like airbags. Actually, she showed me your Frank ocean cover first. Oh, self-control. Self-control, man. Uh, that's that was the one I was just like, okay, wait, hold up. And then then I went to airbags and then I was just like, wait a minute. This guy's really motherfucking talented. Thank you, dude. It it like I wanna explain to you how much that means to me because for the longest time before I made this latest album. I was having a real hard time finding my identity as an artist and like a sound. Like I wouldn't say I'm not going to sit here and lie and be like, my sound is super unique and I'm the only one that has it. But I know for a fact I'm starting to have identity. And um, with this album, my biggest goal was like, how can I make a sound and identity? And when you reached out about airbags and you said you wanted something with that sound, and we created Ya A. It was so, it was such a big moment for me. I'm like, wow, I I was able to make this sound. And he said he wanted something like this, and we could incorporate it in his world and have that compromise. And it came out just like perfectly. So I'm super grateful for it. Well, dude, I mean, since we're sharing our, uh, you know, what we're grateful about, <laughs> I never told you this, but before. Well, first of all, I want to say I really appreciate that, man. I'm just happy to know that I'm able to, um, I don't know, just be like someone that's cool for mm-hmm. you to work with and just like, you know, being someone that, you know, I have been doing this for a while and I'm just thankful that like I can also, uh, you know, I get ex- I mean, anytime that people are like, dude, this beat is wavy, bro. I'm just like. Midnight Jaguar, that's my boy, man. Like, he, go check it. him out. You know, like, I just, I just, I mean, the same way that I deserve that shine, like you do too. So I'm just happy that I'm able to use, like, you know, Calion Fox mm-hmm. platform to just kind of like, and because I, I don't look at it as, I, I don't look at it as like, oh, I'm, I'm putting you on. I really look yeah. at it as like, it's, it's, def- it's us benefiting each other, man. Like, it's just us. It's just two talented artists working with each other and putting our music out. And that's just all I look at it as, you know? So I'm just happy to see like, oh, we're really out here doing our thing. And like the, the feelings are mutual on both ends. You know what I mean? And, but I appreciate um, it. before working with you, I was going to put out a project called You a Bum. Mm-hmm. And um, it's just an Uzi talk. And this other song that I released called Emotional was going to be on it. And it was going to be a six track EP. And um, we were talking about you a bum since like 2018. I mean, like I was supposed to like, you know, put out this six song project, the six track project and et cetera, et cetera. But long story short, like I just, it just, every time I was trying, like I would try to put it out or, anything it was like something that blocked me whether it was like i didn't get my masters back in time or you know we got to do negotiating and like uh. we got to figure out the proper time to release it we got to have a game plan for how we release it we got to have merch with the ep and 
just all this stuff. And, um, I'm, and I remember it really like pissing me off because I'm just like, you know, from 2018 to 2019, like I just didn't put anything out for real because I was, we were so focused on this has to be put out perfectly, et cetera. And like, it was just dumb, you know? And so like I put Uzi talk out as a single and like it did well, but even like with how I released that, like I was not happy with how I released Uzi talk, like at all, like at, I was so just like, cause we, we, when I, first introduced uzi talk like Mm -hmm. it was um it was hyped as fuck in the end of 2018 like you know i had everyone asking like when is it dropping but i i didn't know when it was dropping because i was like oh we're still we're still figuring stuff out and then like i ended up not dropping it until like 2019 of i think like may or some dumb shit Mm -hmm. and it was just aggravating because it was just like it didn't really have i mean it's it's almost at a mill which is dope but I just know that if I dropped it when I wanted to drop it, it would have it would have like been a whole other thing, you know. But the beautiful part about it was that EP, I just knew wasn't really my sound, you know. Like I feel like I was I the same. Like I totally relate to you when you were saying like you know I just felt like I didn't really have my identity yet. And it's funny because one of the songs on the EP is called Tropical Storm. Well, the e- mm-hmm. I'm not dropping the EP anymore, but like I'm going to drop all the tracks individually. But one of the songs is called Tropical Storm. And the whole song is about me talking about like how I don't know myself. And it scares me because I feel like I'm spiraling. And but it's a beautiful thing because this is part of the process of growing, you know, depending on how you view it. You could either look at it as just like oh it's like because you know people are like oh you go through the storm and like people view that as an ugly thing but i call the tropical storm because i'm like well it's beautiful because it's a process of growth you know and that was the first time i admitted to myself that i didn't know myself and i didn't know what i was doing and like just hella shit and i remember put like not dropping you a bum because i was just like i don't even want to put out that you were you know the, the even the term you a bum i'm like it's just mm-hmm. so lower vibrational it doesn't even match like i'm talking about live healthy and all this shit and i'm like i'm not even moving in the way of how i'd want to how i want to be and how i'd like to portray myself you know and like this this brand that i'm pushing like I want to I want to uplift people, encourage people and also show them like, hey, even when you're feeling low, like that doesn't mean you're a bad person or da 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 da. Like it just means that you're feeling low and that's okay. You got to feel that in order to be feel good again. And you know, as time progressed, I just didn't drop music for a while and you know, I was kind of dropping like tracks but not for real for real. Mm-hmm. And so when we when we when we started talking, I felt like I was just at a headspace that was just way better than where I was before. You know, like I think if we met a year ago, I don't think I would have been, I don't think I would have been able to make something like Yeah A or Solo Mission. And so that's why I'm so thankful for us meeting or E meeting, whatever, because I don't know, it's just like an indication of like, I'm on the right track. And Yeah A is a perfect example of that. And it's also helping me identify myself and know who I am because I mean, again, like yeah, a was like the realest I could have ever gotten. And it was just so, I love how it was done. 
And I wouldn't have been able to do that if you didn't provide the production that you did, you know. And on top of that, you're a cool person. So I'm just like, oh, thank you, Jesus. I got a break, you know, like <laughs> a cool, talented person. Fuck yeah, you know. And I'm just saying, like, again, that's why I said before, you know, we've talked. I was just like, we've met the right place, not right place, but like definitely in the right timing. And I mm-hmm. truly believe for both of us, you know. And that's why I get so excited because I just know for a fact that we're going to really like drop some really dope shit. And yeah, a is just the beginning, just the beginning. Not, I just know it's just going to go up from here. So just wanted to share that story. (laughs) So you can also really feel where I'm coming from, dude. Like I am the same way you're thankful, bro. Like I'm just as thankful for, um, us working together and just like knowing that you understand what it is that I was trying to do because I felt like I've been trying to figure out figure it out but I just wasn't getting it but yeah no that's yeah that, this I'm glad we were able to have that wholesome moment and capture it so it's like a time capsule now <laughs> yeah but yeah, yeah. No, it's it's super appreciated because yeah, it's all right timing right now. And just, I was at a low before. Like I felt like my music was getting nowhere. I was, I was happy with the music, but I was not happy with the reception. And I was trying, I was again, having challenges with my own ego, just going like, what am I doing this for? Like, am I making music for myself or if I'm getting upset at these results of reception, am I truly making it for myself then? And I had to address myself. And right when I was addressing myself, we started working. And it was crazy because it I saw my mood go way up and my drive went back up. And now, and it's nice because as we've talked about before, like usually people in our field it's a little it's a little harder to meet people you can be transparent with like this and just be open Mm -hmm. to the point like hey i appreciate you not on some fake stuff but like let me tell you why i actually appreciate you without any filter and Mm -hmm. it's super super nice and yeah very very uh grateful is an understatement but um I know, yeah. I totally relate to that too, man. Like making music for you, not because I was definitely and I know that's what that's where the, the change happened. Like now I'm making music for me. I could definitely say like in the past I was making music in hopes like, oh I gotta make it in this way so people will listen to it. But now, you know, when I did yeah A, I was like, I don't give a fuck. I'm gonna I'm gonna do yeah. And I mean, I was so, I don't give a fuck, bro. I I think I told you, I almost had ya a like throughout the whole track. Like I was, I was just gonna, I was gonna have it the whole track. And then I showed it to Key and she was just like, you know, mind if I make a suggestion? And I was like, sure. And, you know, she was like, why don't you just kind of like keep it, you know, the beginning open. Wow. She was, so she, okay. She was the, uh, yeah, man. Okay, we should we should have put her in the co-production credits. Damn, is it too late? No, we can still do it. Okay, yeah, I would. I'm totally down to do that because, bro, <laughs> I was literally gonna have 
<laughs> I was gonna have Yah A play from the beginning into the end, <laughs> like like just kind of like as if it was like a sample, you know. But I just love it. it it's just so cool because like my homie mentioned to me um, while we were like playing Xbox one day, he was like, "It's hella dope how you have Yah A come in like towards the middle." And that you're promoting the yeah a part because then now people are gonna wait for that part, mm-hmm. and then they still get like, and it's it's a lot more appreciated and it hits harder because it's like you know it starts off like with just this majestic, beautiful instrumental, and then you have the yeah a like once in the beginning, and then you're like oh shit, and like that whole thing comes in, and then like the verse, I just it just came out perfectly like perfect and i don't know i i it's it makes me happy you know that uh that thing we added at the very end that you're talking about like that flutter like thing at the beginning Mm -hmm. that that's actually your voice you're lying I'm, i'm not lying so wait what so what 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 part of my voice was it it's the um it's the uh I'm pretty sure it's the. Some say that I'm fab. It's that part, but I uh, I reversed it, and then I um, I threw like this crazy delay on it, and then I also I time stretched it instead of making it slower. I made it like ten times faster, (laughs) and it sound it just sounded like a synth, and I was like, let's just tuck that in there for texture at the beginning, and it turned out nice it gives it like this light like this uh this bright like cuteness playness to it at the beginning bro that that shit was genius oh my god so it's just something that i'm fabulous 10 times speed and reversed and yeah get the fuck out of here (laughs) that's so raw and it's funny because i remember like the first time i heard it i was like okay i don't dislike it Uh uh-huh i'm not fully sold yet let me listen a few times and then I remember just like kind of like playing it throughout the day, and then I was just like, "Bruh, wait a minute, he might did something." <laughs> I was like, and then you were just absolutely right. It just, it just fills in. It just fills. It just adds that. Uh, it fills that that space up yep. really nicely in the beginning, and I just like how it comes. I like how it comes in in the yeah, hey, yeah. Like it just it just makes you bounce way more, yeah. And then when the first verse comes in, it just sounds all of my time is invisible. Like so just, good. <laughs> so I love it. Yeah, yeah. But that's so cool. Good to know. Hey man, genius is gonna be in for a crazy interview when it comes to us, right? No, I think we'll we'll definitely somehow, some way be one of those genius interviews that hits that youtube algorithm real nice and just uh next thing you know it's on everybody's homepage, and they just see me awkwardly sitting in that wooden stool (laughs) and then me just like yo (laughs) yeah (laughs) but hey i think i guess we're at 50 minutes and i don't want to hold you too long because me and you already talked for like 45 minutes on the phone before this (laughs) <laughs> so, yeah. so i think i think we're good here but there's i'm making it a tradition on this podcast for the last question we kind of briefly touched on it before but 
I ask everybody what their favorite plugin at the moment is right now. So mm-hmm. would yours be that distortion plugin you're talking about? Yeah, I gotta get that bitch ASAP. I gotta get that bitch <laughs> ASAP because it's like, because I know like I I, I I don't know. I know that like for us, like I could just send you dry vocals, but it's just, I'd be like, nah, dude, I gotta I gotta I gotta get this shit sounding a little bit yeah. from the demo. So definitely, as of right now, I mean, I don't, and I'm also still learning about plugins and stuff, hey. like in like the whole mixing world and mm-hmm. all that, but. As of now, that bush thing, that was that's what was making my shit sound nice on the demos. So definitely Butch Vig. Shout out Butch Vig. Is that how you say Butch Vig? It's like Vig. Like Vig. Like V I G and I don't know. Butch Vig. Shout out Butch Vig. Give Calion Fox that sponsorship pretty please with the cherry on top. Cause I promise you you won't regret it. I'm yeah. telling you, I'll make some shit shake. I'll <laughs> like, have everybody being like, bro, how'd you get your vocals like that? Butch Vig. <laughs> Butch Vig, baby. Butch Vig, you know what I mean? Shit. <laughs> but, hey. Well, I enjoyed this podcast a lot. It was heartwarming. We had the lawnmower feature. Um, yep. Shout out to the lawnmower, man. And yeah, I guess that's a wrap. The Medicare annual election period deadline is coming soon. I'm Meredith Vieira, here with examples of people who found the key to the right coverage at MyHealthPolicy.com. Meet Larry. He likes doing things online. I took my time and found the best Medicare Advantage plan for me at MyHealthPolicy.com. Next is Mary. When she wanted answers, she picked up the phone. I wanted a local perspective on plan, so I called MyHealthPolicy.com. And finally, Michael. I prefer face-to-face, so I chose MyHealthPolicy.com and enrolled on the spot. Go to MyHealthPolicy.com to learn about top-rated Medicare Advantage plans in your area, including $0 premium plans, or call 1-800-GO-START. That's 1-800-GO-START. MyHealthPolicy.com. Meredith Vieira is a paid endorser. KF Agency operates MyHealthPolicy.com, not connected with or endorsed by the U.S. government or the federal Medicare program. A licensed insurance agent may call. The Medicare annual election period deadline is almost here. I'm Meredith Vieira, here with examples of people who started their search for coverage at MyHealthPolicy.com. Meet Larry. He likes doing things online, so he started at MyHealthPolicy.com. I took my time and found the coverage I was looking for, and done. Next is Mary. When she wanted answers, she picked up the phone. I wanted a local perspective on plans, so I called MyHealthPolicy.com and done. Switched to a better plan. And Michael. I met with a local licensed insurance agent face-to-face and done. Go to MyHealthPolicy.com to compare top-rated Medicare Advantage plans in your area, including $0 premium plans, or call 1-800-GO-START. That's 1-800-GO-START. Meredith Vieira is a paid endorser. KF Agency operates MyHealthPolicy.com, not connected with or endorsed by the U.S. government or the federal Medicare program. A licensed insurance agent may call.